Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. As you know, um, millions of Canadians do not have a family doctor right now. Last I read was 6 million Canadians do not currently have a family doctor. And if you've tried finding one in Alberta, you know your options are very, very limited. Uh, It's really hard to get a family doctor right now. It's a problem that a lot of people recognize as being a major issue when it comes to all of the problems we have in healthcare because that's your first interaction. That's the first line of defense, right? You go to the GP, you go to your family doc, and then you escalate from there if you have to. And the other issue is if you can't go to a family doc because you don't have one, what do you do? ER, right? So we've got a crunch on the ER. So family doctors are so important to our system. We don't have enough right now. And there's some concerns that some changes being made to the way that we train and educate our family doctors might actually make things worse. This comes from the College of Family Physicians. They're taking a... I think they're actually going ahead with some of these changes in some places. Let's find out what the situation is. We're going to speak with Dr. Michelle Moros, who is the Family Medicine Residency Program Director at the University of Alberta. Been dealing with this, I'm sure, almost every day. Doctor, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time today. Yes, hi. Thank you so much for for having me. Okay, so let's go through the proposal that's from the college. And like I say, it's happening in, in some jurisdictions, I think, relatively soon. They want to change the length of the residency, correct? Yeah, so it's actually, yeah, I'm going to back up with saying it's not happening yet in any of the jurisdictions. But soon. But, but because it's the College of Family Physicians of Canada, um, it's a proposal for all of us. So all of the program directors, there's 17 of us across the country, have been given the homework to design a three-year residency program that would possibly or potentially be piloted in uh, 2027, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, but there's a lot of work that has to be done before that come, becomes a reality. And, and to be honest, you know, uh, the College of Family Physicians of Canada is, is based out in Ontario. And um, I don't know if the situation in Alberta... I don't know if we need a three-year residency program, to be honest. Okay, let's talk about that. Why do they want to do that? We've got a two-year residency now. They want to make it a three-year residency. Are, are we lacking training? Are we producing family docs that aren't prepared to enter the workforce? What's the reasoning for the change? That's, that's a really good question. And so um, I think everybody can agree that uh, b- being a family medicine uh, physician is a lot more complicated than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago and certainly 30 years ago. Um, medical conditions are more complicated, medications, um, the population itself, right? Uh, we have so many different kind of populations that we serve. Um, and so some folks think that in order for our, our learners, our residents to be well prepared to serve in all of these different kinds of communities for all of these different kinds of conditions, that we need more training. Um, and so uh, I first of all want to reassure people that at, at it is not the case that our family medicine doctors are not being prepared properly. And in fact, at the U of A, um, our residents are not only, mm, let me say, 
sort of on paper prepared to to practice anywhere when they graduate, they actually do. So they go into the eMERGE, they go into the hospital, they deliver babies, they do palliative care, and they're doing that all with the two-year of residency uh, training. Three years would allow for them to get more um, specialized skills in certain areas, that's for sure. And for a small number of residents, it might help them gain a little bit more confidence Mm because it can be quite daunting to go out into the world doing all of those things. Um, but, uh, but our evidence shows that our residents are, are ready and, and feel ready to practice, that's for sure. Um, but we do have to do the exercise of seeing what a three-year residency program might look like. How does it compare to, I don't know, the U.S., Australia, the U.K.? You know, are there comparables, if you will? Are we laggards? Mm-hmm. Do they do mm-hmm. longer residency programs? Or are we out of step? So um, we actually have uh, the shortest residency program in the world, and that is one of the um, points uh, that the college is using to promote a three-year residency program. Um, But I would say that our medical students are very well prepared so that when they come to residency, um, they, they might not need that extra year of residency because they had a very good medical school. Um, the reason, now, I'm just saying this from my, you know, my point of view and the experiences that I've had, but I get um, international medical grads that come from the UK, that come from Australia, that even come from the States. And so that's how I know at least a small sample of what their medical school is like. And I'm not sure that they get the same amount of hands-on experience that our medical students get. I'm not an expert in that field at all. All I can say is that I'm trying to fill a three-year curriculum in my imagination, and it's kind of hard because okay. I think our residents are ready in two. They're getting what they need in two. Um, I and think then, so, yeah. And then, of course, the issue here, the risk here, I would say, is you know, adding school years to uh, a doctor that wants to get out and, and, and get working and saying, you know, okay, instead of that two-year residency, now we want three. We're already having a, a, a tough time getting students to focus on family medicine, right? Won't this mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. that even more difficult? Uh, potentially, yes, right? Um, we, we, uh, I think we've made really good strides in the last several months of getting more interest uh, for medical students to, to think about family medicine. Um, but, but some of them, if not many of them, might say, well, if I have to do three years and I can be a specialist in four and, and make better money and, and have more respect, then, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I'm going to do that instead. So there's definitely that risk. Although I just want to, you know, make sure people aren't um, too scared about it. If if this goes forward, and, and, you know, we don't know if that's going to happen yet, it will be small sample sizes at first, right? So it's not going to be an all-of-a-sudden thing. Um, and we will hopefully have time to see if it's even worth it and it works, works in Alberta. Um, but I, I do want to say, though, that the 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 solution for the crisis in, in, in family medicine and primary care has... Um, more to do with the system that family doctors find themselves working in, you know, graduating into than the training itself or than even having medical students interested in it. So if we think about those three phases of how to create a family doctor, you know, med school, getting them interested, the training in residency, and then where are they going to work? Yeah. So where are they going to work? That is actually where we need to focus all of our attention right now. And, you know, kind of if we could all ask the government to step up, right? Yeah. If we do have proposed solutions and, and models that would make being a family doctor in Alberta an amazingly excellent experience as opposed to one that feels very um, under uh, under supported. Ha- 
with that piece in particular, where they're going to work once they're, they're GPs and family docs, um, what are we doing wrong? Where, where are we missing the boat on that? So right now, if you're, um, so you, you graduate family medicine, you've been exposed to all these different kinds of practices, including teaching clinics and hospital and eMERGE, and then you go out and you have to figure out your overhead and you have to run yeah. a business and you have to see way too many patients in a day in order to be able to pay your bills, you're then not doing the kind of medicine you were trained to do. Um, and it really causes a moral strain on, on our physicians, right? Because we do want to do a good job. Um, or let's say you want to go to a community that's underserved, so like up in northern Alberta, and you're the only doctor up there. Well, that's really impossible to do, right? So there are um, funding models as well as clinic models that would support the family doctor to do what they're supposed to do as opposed to figuring out how to run a business and just keep their heads above water financially, right? So that's it, it, it's actually not rocket science, and there are lots of great ideas out there, but there's too much, well, and again, this is just my opinion, but a lot of foot dragging and needing more consultation mm-hmm. in order to get some of these ideas that have already been proven to work. Yeah. Uh, we just need to get them up and running in more than one place. Yeah, yeah I don't know if it's just your opinion, Doctor, because I've spoken to a lot of people that have said that. W- what you're talking about right there, that barrier of basically telling our doctor, okay, but 25% of your time is going to be spent on the biz- you know, running the business yeah. Yeah. Um, is yeah. a major, major issue with the problem that we have. So I, I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Well, it's, I mean, look, if you're a new grad, and let me tell you, they're all coming out of, out of residency, having been in school for so many years that they've got six-digit debt, usually, right? It's huge amount of debt that they're, they're going into the world with. And you can work in a hospital for a week or two, however many times a year, without any overhead and, and, and give good patient care. I'm not, I'm not saying that these are not going to be excellent physicians, but they're not going to take a panel where they're seeing patients every day in a yeah. clinic with all that overhead, all that paperwork, um, and all that, uh, you know, uncertainty that comes with that, right? Um, even though they went into residency wanting to do that, you know, because when they start residency, that's what they want to do and imagine themselves doing, and then they don't see it as viable. It doesn't right? work out that way, yeah. 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 Makes perfect yeah. sense. Doctor, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate you being here today. Well, thanks so much, and, and thanks again for the opportunity. I really appreciate it.